Welcome, everyone, to episode four of the Force of Nature podcast. I am your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Botcher. Terrific. Dave, I am super excited about this episode. I've been I've been antsy. I've been waiting to tell you this story. But first, before we do that, I want to thank all of our listeners out there. We, we really appreciate it a lot. I know most of you are probably family and friends. We have listeners? <laughs> we we have a small handful of listeners. Like I said, most yeah, of them. That's great. Yes. Most of them are probably family and friends, but you know what? Thank you, family and friends. We appreciate it and we hope you enjoy we hope you enjoy the podcast as much as I enjoy doing the research and as much as Dave enjoys doing the computer work. That's that's Dave's primary <laughs> job. But yeah, we want to thank you for that. And uh also before we get into our uh episode today. So last week we talked about our recent animal text, which is a super fun episode, right? Yeah, yeah. And I I was thinking about doing a segment each week that has a like we'll do one or two stories on recent animal attacks. I've kind of decided against that. So what we're gonna do instead is uh, every month or every two months we're gonna do an episode like we did last week, where we cover over any recent animal stories, animal attacks, things like that. Does that make sense? So we're going to keep mixing it up? Yeah, we're going to keep mixing it up. And I just mostly do to time constraints so we're not, we don't run too long on our episodes, trying to keep them around 45, 45 minutes. So we're going to have separate episodes for recent animal stories. It could be a bonus episodes. It could be new episodes. We're going to, we'll, we'll definitely do recent animal stories, but uh, for now, and they'll never know when. And they'll never know when. They good. Don't know. That's the best way attacks work. <clears throat> All right. So today's episode, uh, Dave. Do you have any idea what today's episode is about? No. All right. Terrific. Because I am anxious to share this research. So, Dave, yeah. you, you ready to learn some cool shit? I'm ready. Oh, I almost tricked you into a swear word there. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave, I'm ready to keep, teach you some cool shit. So today's episode. Is all about one animal, and this animal is the Komodo dragon. Ooh. All right. Do you know much about the Komodo dragon? You don't have to tell me a lot. You know know a little bit. I didn't know they were in one area, you know. Yeah. And doing some of this research, there were some things that I, definitely some things that I learned, and some things I was actually wrong about. There's been a lot of recent activity with the research of Komodo dragon. So we're going to get into that. All right. Enough about that. Okay. Komodo dragons. We are starting up. Komodo dragons, also known as the Komodo Monitor, or their Latin name, if you enjoy hearing me butcher names, but I have been practicing, Veranus Komodorinus. That's what it mm. is. That is their Latin name. They, These dragons are the largest living lizard species in the world. Wow. Out of 3,000 lizard species, they are the largest. Wait, so are alligators not considered lizards? No, no. Those are, no, they're not. Oh. They're their own their own thing. Oh, okay. Crocodiles and alligators, they are uh, separate. They're mm. reptiles, like lizards, but they are in their own umbrella of a species. Okay. So it splits off from reptiles, alligators, crocodiles, and then lizards. Correct. Yeah. There's, okay. And these are, uh, and these are particularly uh, monitor lizards, the Komodo okay. dragons. Okay. Um, so they're, like I said, they're largest living lizards in the world. And they are found on a small handful of islands in Indonesia. So Indonesia has over 17,508 
islands. Wow. That's it it ranks number four in all in countries with the most islands. Uh oh, okay. Canada was three. I think Sweden Gee. was number one or two. And then another, I think uh, Norway was up there too. They got wow. all these tiny islands, yeah. But uh, Indonesia is number ranks number four, Ooh, and okay. these islands are on the southern southeastern part of Indonesia. And four of these islands are inside of the Komodo National Park, hmm. and those four islands are called the Komodo Island, Rinka, Gili Montag, and Gili Desami. Hmm. Uh, and the islands of Flores, which is outside of the park, they also uh, are in part of that island. So all of these islands are volcanic in origin with rugged hills covered in forests, grassland, kind of just like what you would think of when you think of an Indonesian island. Okay. Like a deserted island. Uh, so I this is probably my favorite part about this. So I'm going to go into some of their history. Uh, they... They went unknown to Western society. They were mm-hmm. pl- completely unknown until 1912, hmm. when a Dutch army man, Lieutenant Von Steen Von Hensbroek, he has wow. two Vons in his name. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and he visited Komodo Island. Uh, he was one, and while he was there, he shot a dragon and sent the skin to a naturalist named Peter Owens who wrote the first ever scientific paper on the dragons. Oh, interesting. And what this did, this influenced an American named W. Douglas Burden. And in 1926, he set off for these islands. And eventually, when he returned, he came back with 12 dead specimens of the Komodo dragon and two live ones. So what happened was the dead ones went to the American Museum of Natural History. And the live ones actually went to the Bronx Zoo hmm. in there in New York. Wow. But this is uh okay, we're gonna I really like this uh, Douglas Burden guy. So Douglas Burden wrote a memoir about his expedition he called Dragon Lizards of Komodo. That was was that the island then? That was the sto- the tale of the name of his memoirs that he wrote. So where does this? So I'm curious, where does Komodo come from? Because it's That's you the think name it would of, be named after Burden or Von Strap. Komodo was already the name of uh, it's it's the name of one of the the five islands I uh, mentioned. Okay. okay, that's kind of the main island. So they, maybe that was the one where Burden first went. I'm not certain, but Dragon Lizards of Komodo. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, you know what? That's gonna be the name of the episode. Dragon Lizards of Komodo. Yeah, that's the nice. that is the name of the episode we're gonna do, and so it, with his memoirs, uh, that is what gave the dra- Komodo dragon its name. Is that saying right there, Dragon okay. Lizards of Komodo? That's how they got their name is from this Burden guy. And now, the coolest part about this story. So, also this uh, memoir about the expedition expeditions, the tales of the sea. Tales of Adventure and the Run-In with Native Beasts gave inspiration for a very, very famous, how to say, let's say his film. Oh, okay. You know what that was? Uh, Jungle Book? No. King Kong. Oh, okay. 
his memoirs and the tales of uh, Burden's uh, story uh, is based, or King Kong is based off of these stories from oh, right Burden. on. Yeah, and the movie's female lead is even inspired by Burden's wife, who went wow. on the journey, the journey with them. It sound the plot. If you think about it, the plot kind of sounds familiar too, because the movie is kind of similar in the sense that they they go travel to a foreign island, and they and they capture a foreign beast, and they bring it back to New York. Yeah. Except for, unlike the film, these lizards did not escape and cause havoc all over the city. <laughs> yeah. But I thought that was well. Really, they were gigantic lizards. They were gigantic lizards. I thought that, that was pretty really, interesting. It makes I, me want to read the. I had absolutely no memoirs. clue about that until I started my research. So that's one of the things I found out. I really liked that part about it. <sighs> that was cool. Yeah. All right. So as we as we continue, we're going to keep learning more about the dragon lizards of Komodo. So these are very large. The they're very large lizards. The largest males can be around eight to ten feet. And they typically weigh around 170, 200-ish. Oh, my goodness. That's huge, right? And the, yeah. the females are a bit smaller. They round out to around 7 feet and around 150, give or take. Jeez. Uh, the largest, get this, the largest dragon ever verified in the wild was a male reaching 10.3 feet. And it weighed at a, like, extremely massive 300 and 66 pounds wow that is so big that's double what they advertise he, themselves as he was almost. the sumo of komodo komodos <laughs> i like that yeah. that's a good he was definitely running the island he was the wow. one he was in charge of all the ladies <laughs> he was he was running that island i guarantee it wow. all right and they are actually most active in the daytime they're not as act, nocturnal uh most active in the daytime and they are, are solitary animals living mostly alone, but they do come together to breed and eat. And when I say eat, I mean they have feeding frenzies. Hmm. So, like, when one of them will make a kill, the others uh-huh. smell blood miles away. Oh. And at, after, at the end of it, the one kills it and starts eating. And within a matter of minutes, there's 12 of them. Wow. All sharing a carcass. And they're not like, like lions and hyenas where they, they'll fight each other. They uh-huh. all just start... Just whoever can get the most amount of meat. Okay, it's really interesting to see. Oh, interesting. They are um, they are mostly ambush hunters and uh, also scavengers, but they are capable of sprinting up to twelve miles per hour. Wow! You know, the average human. Do you have an idea of what the average human sprints? Sprints maybe fifteen. It's exactly wow. Did you read my notes earlier? No. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. Yeah, the average human can uh, sprint about 15 miles per hour. Gee. So, <clears throat> obviously, they're uh, carnivores, and they are they are take, capable of taking down very large prey, such as Timor deer, wild boar, and a buffalo. When they hunt, they uh, ambush. So, what they do is they'll, with most ambush predators, they'll lie in wait for an unsuspecting animal to pass by they'll they'll wait there for hours if they need if they must and then sprint into action going for under the throat and taking out their victim wow now if the komodo dragon has it's a man this thing is an apex predator to the max because it has a secondary plan in case it happens to slip away say Grabs by the throat, accidentally gets a hoof into the face. 
the deer gets off, there's a plan B going on there. <sighs> so, inside the mouths of Komodo dragons, along with over 60 serrated, like, shark teeth. They mm-hmm. have, there's shark teeth, like, the serrated wow. on the edges. They have a secret weapon. They are venomous. Ooh. Yes. They are venomous. So for a long time, and I, this is what, actually what I used to believe until I started doing this research. So for a long time, um, <clears throat> it was used to believe that their bite was dangerous because their mouths were filled with like... Um, bacteria. Bacteria. Yeah, yeah that's very, what yeah. I was taught. Bacteria and deadly microorganisms like from rotting flesh, like they had really dirty mouths. and uh-huh. uh, It was thought that their bile... Or bile, yeah, but their bile was, had all this, all this stuff in it. But uh, it it was found out in 2009 from a Brian Fry. He's a venom researcher at the University of Melbourne in Australia. He actually debunked this, hmm. and he found out that this, yeah, he debunked this myth and found that the dragons do indeed carry actual venom. Wow. Yes. The How ve- do they secrete it? Does it say? Um, it's so it's it's not like a snake, as in the sense that like you know snakes have the fangs and uh-huh. they're hollow, and that will just uh they puncture the skin and then boom the ven goes right into it. It's uh-huh. it's a lot dirtier than that. Let's put it that way. It's not like a clean wound, like they'll bite they'll bite like uh like a lion or tiger or any most most animals and they'll just oh. shake it and then just their their bile. Their venom, I don't, I don't know if the, the venom is in their bile or whatnot, but uh, it will get into the wound. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's not clean. This is a really dirty uh, version of venom. So their, it, their uh, venom is similar in the sense to a snake that it will decrease blood pressure uh, and exhibits blood loss because they have massive wounds. It's not like, mm-hmm. like I said, it's not like a snake, so they will lose a lot of blood. And it sends the victim into shock, making it too weak to fight back or run away. So the dragons will, if that if that happens, if the uh, like a deer will escapes, they will track that deer down. And a lot of times, I've seen it. I saw it when I was doing my research. A couple of videos uh-huh. of a deer will go into some kind of a water hole. Most of the time, it was it wasn't even the size of this uh, bedroom that we're in right now. Uh-huh. It, it it wasn't the size of that. So. Uh, the animals will go there like the deer and they'll just slowly kind of lose their energy and slowly go down. And when they do, that's when the dragons will hop on them. Wow. Yeah. And when they're too weak to move around, that's when they go after them. Why and... is there no horror movie about these things? <laughs> I mean, ah, uh, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to, I'm going to stop you there because there are, and really? I'm going to be mentioning them in a minute. Okay. So, <laughs> don't, don't you worry. So other with their venom, I thought that was going to be the craziest thing about them. It is not. What? No, the craziest thing about Komodo dragons, it is straight out of Jurassic Park. Okay, so their uh, reproductive behavior uh, in, is straight out of Jurassic Park. In 2006, it was found out that female dragons can reproduce asexually. Either way, huh? They can, sorry, they can uh, reproduce asexually through a process called parthenogenes and uh, partho in greek means virgin gene uh, genesis yeah genesis that's the word means origin so parth parthenogenesis is a uh, virgin or uh, origin 
So, hold on. <laughs> Dave's face what? right now is looking puzzled. Right? <laughs> Have you ever heard of So, remember in Jurassic Park, the first yeah, one? Yeah, where they would change. So, they're all, they were all females. Yeah. And, and then, eventually, they were able to reproduce, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm correct. It was, I want to, I don't know if they mentioned this particular, like, parthogenesis uh, in the film or not. I'm not certain. But, uh <clears throat> It is when an unfertilized egg can grow to maturity, and it is actually found in 70 species of vertebrates. Huh. Vertebrates are animals with a backbone with vertebrates. Interesting. And that includes some snakes and monitor lizard species. And it turns out that the Komodo dragon, the perfect evolution machines, they can do both. They can reproduce sexually or asexually. Crazy, wow. huh? I had no so idea that was... I didn't even know... I have never even heard that that was a thing until now. And I'm like a mm. self-proclaimed animal expert. And I had <laughs> no clue that they that, that was a thing. Wow. Crazy, huh? Yeah. All right, so... <clears throat> Dave, you, you've learned some good stuff right now, right? Yeah. Well, I'm not done. So I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to kind of read off a few kind of random facts that I couldn't find a spot for them in the... Previous reading, so okay. I'm just kind of like random facts, and so yeah, we're just gonna go with that. So Komodo dragons, they can live to around 30 years, all right, um, and also the people that live on the native, the, the people that are native to the islands, they most buildings on the islands are built on stilts, so dragons okay. cannot go inside. Oh. Does that make sense? How high do they have to be? Built? They, I've seen pictures, and they are a good six, seven feet. Mm. Like, yeah, they're a good six, seven wow. feet. I, from what I could tell in the in the videos and the pictures I saw, and so Komodo dragons, they are excellent. Uh, they're excellent swimmers, even though they really don't like water. But they have been known to swim from island to island. Oh wow. All right, and young dragons are actually very efficient climbers and until they grow too large. But when they're younger, they are efficient climbers. When they're older, no. Okay. Um, they can eat 80% of their weight in one sitting. These, oh, these guys goodness. are ravenous, and they will, they're gluttonous, and they will eat as much in one sitting as literally as possible. Like what I said with those feeding frenzies, it is literally a feeding frenzy. They are fighting over at the, when most of the meat is gone, they are fighting over bones. They are fighting over every piece of meat. It is insane to watch a feeding, a Komodo dragon feeding frenzy. I could barely finish a pound of fish in one (laughs) sitting. That's true. And do you know what they can, do you want to know what they can finish in, you know, how much meat they can finish in one minute? Five pounds in one minute. Yeah, I, I had to process that too when I read it. Like a uh, typical ounce, typical sirloin, like you get at a restaurant, is like uh, six to twelve. Does that sound right? Uh, yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, that's plenty. Jeez, how long do they go between eatings? Well, so uh, like uh, like a lot of reptiles, similar to crocodiles and snakes, their digestive system is very slow. Okay. So this allows them to go weeks or possibly even months without without eating. Oh, okay. So remember when I said that one, uh, the biggest one they ever saw was like 366 pounds? 
That one must have just eaten something massive. Is to, to get 80% of their weight, that's putting on so many pounds in one sitting. Yeah. If you think about it. So you could probably tell if you saw a Kimono Dragon, you're like, that guy's probably hungry because he, he's probably not. And then, yeah. boom, they eat one meal and they're huge. Jeez. That's crazy, huh? It is. All right, and oh, wow. a uh, a female will typically lay around 15 to 30 eggs at a time. In the wild, this is another one, another one. In the wild, there are four times more males than females. Huh, that's weird. That is weird. be more females because the females can do either one. Maybe that's, I guess that's why there's more males because they are one of the few uh, animals that can pre- reproduce asexually. They don't even need males. Yeah. Yeah. What's the point of having those males? There isn't. Like, typically with... Um, the feminist order could go crazy if there were a true. dragon. So, like, with humans, it's uh, it's almost 50-50. It's kind of 51% female, 50 or 49% male with humans. It's uh-huh. right around that. So, typically, in especially mammals, uh, females outnumber the males. But hmm. when you get uh, into reptiles and snakes and things, they uh, it differs dramatically there's huh. a lot of differences in between them but yeah uh, that's that's another crazy thing and also they are avid grave diggers they love to div, uh, dig up human graves <laughs> so he uh locals have to resort to putting down layers and layers of rocks to help prevent this from happening oh. and so back to what you were saying what did you you said a uh, horror films right yeah oh there's some okay I I literally just watched the trailer like two hours ago. Oh, really? So there is a film called Komodo. It is a 1999 film uh, starring Billy Burke. Do you you know what that is? I like Billy Burke. He's in that that TV show that I told you to watch called Zoo. Oh. Zoo. What does he look like? It's a pretty cool show. I'm going to tell the listeners about Zoo for a second. Because Zoo is pretty cool. It's a TV show. It's on Netflix. I think there's three seasons. Starts off where the like an animal apocalypse where the the animals turn all the animals on the planet turn against the humans. It's it's a super crazy uh, TV show. It's silly, but it's it knows it's silly, so it's pretty fun. I quite enjoy it. And when you get to season two and three, it is insane. <laughs> I think they just canceled it, but there are three oh, seasons, really? and it's a very good show. He's one of the main characters in that oh. film. He plays the same character in every film, I think, is Billy Burke. Sounds like he deals well with animals, if he's getting all the animal roles. I don't know if he deals well with them, (laughs) because everything that I've seen him in, he does not. However, uh, Komodo got a 4.1 stars on IMDb. Hmm. Like I said, I watched the trailer it was not it did not so good. it was like it was like uh, they escaped from an enclosure somewhere in florida uh-huh. naturally florida it's always florida that's going to be an ongoing theme in this podcast it's always florida <laughs> all right so yeah that was that is komodo 1999 and then there was like a like one of those shitty sci-fi direct oh. movies <laughs> one of them called the the curse of the komodo 2004 it has a 2.8 out of 10 stars and then in 2005, it is Komodo vs. Cobra. Ooh. <laughs> so you like you know that's a like D level sci fi film, but sometimes those are fun. I kind of I kind of got a thing for those Godzilla versus 
Moth, what is it, Mothma or whatever? Mothra. Mothra, yeah. Yeah, but that, yeah that was like, that's like a cult classic, but I don't think Komodo vs. Cobra holds up to the No, it'll classic. take 40 years to become <laughs> And finally, uh, he is in a, a newer film, a James Bond film, Skyfall. Komodo dragons are in there. Do oh, you remember? The, the, uh, yeah, the pit. Yeah, in the casino. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I just remember James Bond falling in there with one of the bad guy henchmen. Yeah. And naturally, the bad guy henchman gets taken off in like a scene from Jurassic Park. That <laughs> yeah. was pretty cool. So okay, there, there, are, so there some, are some. Well, all of them. I'm but gonna say. But this doesn't sound like they've done them justice. These are not like Jaws quality types of films. Yeah. These are. D to C level films, no. pretty shitty, but they could be still be fun, and I kind of enjoy those films once in a while. Yeah. All right. So going on, uh, as we continue, we're going to talk a little bit on the conservation side. Okay. Okay. There is believed to be around three to four thousand dragons living in the wild. Okay, and around three fourths of them are inside of the Komodo Natural Park, where they are protected. That. That might not. That doesn't sound like a lot, does it? Three thousand, no. Three or four thousand. However, if you think about it, keep in mind that they have. They don't have a large natural habitat. Like even yeah, in nineteen twelve, yeah. when we found them, there couldn't have been that many more of them. I'm sure there there were more of them because there's one island where they're not protected, and I'm sure there was a lot more of them there. But even since nineteen twelve. And early uh, 20th century is when a lot of the species started going downhill. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have such a small five islands, you know. They yeah. It was probably never much bigger than what it is now, either way. Yeah. Like, not to a, a large amount. Does that make okay, sense? Yeah. And it's probably not... It doesn't sound like a species you want to expand to around the world. And, you know? yeah. <laughs> unless, you, unless we can figure out how to get it to eat shrubs or metal, you know, <laughs> that landfills, but... But yeah, okay, so I'm going to go over uh, this conservation status table. This will, I think this will uh, be an ongoing thing on future episodes as well. So we're going to kind of pinpoint it out now. So we're going to okay. do this from a 1 to 7, okay? Mm-hmm. So number 1 is extinct. Okay. Number 2 is extinct in the wild. Number mm. 3, it means critically endangered. Number four means endangered. Number five means vulnerable. Number six means near threatened. And number seven means of least concern. Okay. So that means we don't, yeah, we don't okay. care. A Komodo dragon actually ranks at a five at vulnerable. Okay. And this is due to uh, the one island that is not part of the national park is having a lot of habitat loss. Okay. What's it from? Uh, just human encroachment, okay. human activities, the kind of the normal causes for things like this. Okay. However, um, I'll I'll like to say that they are they're doing okay. They're I I don't think that they're doing bad right now. I mean, unless a volcano goes off and kills wipes them all out, uh, they're mm. actually doing okay. And it is they are currently protected under Indonesian law and the natural park, which was actually even founded just to protect them. Okay. So. Komodo dragons, I, they're doing fine. Let's let's put it that way. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Well, especially since they can reproduce any time, anyway. <laughs> you only need one of them. <laughs> well, they're they're they are in zoos too. They're in about 
50, 60 zoos okay. around the world. And they move the, the males around from zoo to zoo to try to impregnate the females. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I guess but, they don't. But yeah. they don't need it. <laughs> I don't. In, that gets to a little more scientific. Like, I don't know if they can all, if every female can do it. There's a lot to, oh, there's okay. a lot to that, to that okay. part. But, all right, that is about a Komodo dragon. Uh, did you learn some cool shit? Yeah. What about, so, have there been any human attacks on these things? Well. With these things? <laughs> that's uh, convenient that you asked, Dave, because I have a couple good stories that we're going to get to right now. Ooh. So, to start the animal attack part of this, these are all stories about Komodo dragon attacks. Huh, you had me worried. We were just learning and not... <laughs> the attacks. <laughs> well, we're going to get to some attacks. This one is going to be called Shipwrecked. In 2008, a group of scuba divers found themselves swept from waters, uh, from waters near their boat by the Flores region's uh, infam- infamously strong current. After spending about 10 hours spinning around in the tide, around midnight, the group washed up on a beach on what seemed like a deserted island. Dude, this sounds like a horror movie. <laughs> this They could have made this a horror movie. However, it doesn't quite go as bad in real life as it could in a okay. horror movie. So um, their troubles, uh, once they landed, uh, and the island they, ran, they landed on was Rinka, which is one of the islands I mentioned earlier, Ooh. which uh, has which holds an estimated 1,300 dragons <laughs> on one island. Ooh. I mean, it's a pretty good-sized island, but... Uh, once they were uh, washed up on the beach, the attacks began almost immediately. This is my. This is how my does cool this not, You don't even have to. How has no one made these? What this, are we doing with these uh, B movies? Like you know, Cobra Komodo, versus don't Komodo. Even give it justice. This, Here, this is a legit life. story that you could do it on. I know. Uh. So uh, one relentless lizard repeatedly came at a Swedish woman who's a scuba diver who's and she had to smack it around with her diving weight belt and it eventually chewed at the belt and took it off so the Ooh. the other scuba divers had to throw rocks at its head and all the wa and it was she said that the dragons were actually eyeing her bare feet oh there's another story there's another story that's going to involve feet okay Gee. so uh, well, the low to the ground, that makes sense. They're going to be looking at your feet, right? Gee. Well, they, they're so high, they could get anywhere, couldn't they? They got those massive legs, oh, they too. They can stand up, kind of like if you think of like a grizzly bear standing up. They can they can do it on two legs. Like when they fight each other, uh-huh. they will. They'll both get on two legs, and they'll start yeah. clawing at each other and biting each other. But... Um, that's really the only time I've seen them, I guess, if they need to, if they want to try to get something. But, all right, we're going to continue on with this one. So, for two days and two nights, the traumatized divers contended with the dragons, as well wow. as the tropical heat. And uh, the only thing that they could find to eat were some shellfish that they scraped away from rocks and ate it raw. Wow. Until finally, an Indonesian crew spotted the divers orange emergency floats spread out on the rocks and although they were in shock the group quickly rehydrated and were taken to the hospital on flores island and once they were there and everybody was cleared and everybody was okay they celebrated at the town's paradise bar wow 
Doesn't that's, they never got bit, right? Nobody, no, nobody has any serious Dude. injuries in this one. But that's that I, sounds like a good setup for a horror film, it right? It does. Just think if they did, like, they don't even know the real danger they're in. If no. They, even if they were bit. And, like, you know, uh, they would have died. This was a Swedish woman. She doesn't know shit about. In, I mean, I bet she she might know a little, like, maybe this... I've heard of a Komodo dragon before. <laughs> she might have been like, oh, I, just just get away, get away. I can't, I can't even think of that's a Swedish accent a British right accent. But, that. Torn, <laughs> but yeah, that's... I can't imagine that they knew that much, so this could be a film sometime. Yeah. But yeah, uh, in, this, in that story, nobody got hurt at all. But in this next story, somebody does. Ooh. So this one's... We're going to call this one... Death in the Garden. Okay. Yeah, we'll just go with that. Something. So in 2009, a 31-year-old Muhammad Anwar set out to gather sugar apples from an orchard on Komodo Island. And while he was on, while he was looking for apples, he was climbing a tree. And at one point, he took a misstep and he fell from the tree. And it wasn't long after he fell from the tree that two dragons instantly just went after him. They might have been oh, like... I, I, I bet take, they were watching him. Or he got a scrape. It was like, oh, look, a little bit of blood. Blood? Yeah, and it doesn't say exactly how long because he was the only one there at the time, but if you could imagine... like, I bet I wouldn't doubt that they were actually uh, check, like watching yeah. him from the beginning, and then once it took, takes one misstep and on the ground, boom, falls out of the tree. All right, wow. and so... His uh, some people heard his neighbors heard the commotion and ran to his and ran to him a few minutes later. But by the time they arrived, Anmar had already received uh, serious injuries and was bleeding from bites to his hands, body, legs, and neck. Oh. And Anwar died shortly after the attack in a clinic on Flores Island. Wow. So there's actually a sidebar to this story. Uh, some accounts contest that Anwar, who was a fisherman, was actually trespassing on the island and was in an area forbidden to the for people to enter. If yeah. even even if yeah. that's the case, I don't think death via dragons was worth it. <laughs> I don't think that was quite. I must the, get the forbidden apple. He could have guarded by dragons. <laughs> yeah. oh. I don't think that was quite. That was pretty steep punishment. I'll say yeah. for. For stealing uh, some forbidden fruit. Yeah. But <laughs> shows you to listen. It, yeah, it does. I mean, it's, if, he, if they had it sounds like he was sounds you know. like he was a local. I feel like he should have known. But, yeah. But if he got me, we don't know the whole story with it. Yeah. All right. Moving on. So we got a third story. This one's going to be called Under the Desk. Under the Desk? Oh. <laughs> Kind of yeah, puts uh, the name puts it into perspective, doesn't it? Okay. So in also in 2009, the same year as our last story, uh, a guide named Mayan, Mayan, headed to the headed to the staff office. Uh, yeah, who's a guide on the Rinka Island? Headed to the staff office one morning, uh, as his unit was kind of just hanging out, and Mayan's. Uh, office was on the stilts like i said because uh-huh. they were on the stilts yeah. and <clears throat> however one morning it seemed like when he was going to check when he was went into his office it, it was the door was unlocked like the housekeeper uh, didn't close it all the way on this morning man sensed that he was not alone when he walked in his office 
He just... Unless they know how to open doors. <laughs> the door, I mean, the door was open. It must have been open, obviously. They're not velociraptors. You never know. <laughs> so he was just settling in at his desk. He looked down, and at his feet straddled a dragon. Oh, my goodness. And it was looking right at him. And <clears throat> You'd want to keep those eyes on you, then. As you slowly you would, cover yeah, your it's jewels. Just straight like at a like, Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, Mane's heart pounding, and he slowly attempted to withdraw his legs from the dragon's area. But he moved too quickly, and this started the motion-sensitive carnivore to lunge. The dragon chomped down on Mane's leg, clenching its jaw shut. Mane's kicked at the dragon's neck and and grabbed at it with its jaws and hands and wrenched its mouth open, slicing open his arm in the process. Oh. And although uh, Mane's shouted for help, like I said, his uh, crew was just kind of hanging out in the cafeteria, and most of them uh, could not hear his screams until one of them finally picked up the noise and came to investigate. Uh, when And when he got there, he said he saw... Blood on the floor, and then he ran and tried to get some, get them real quick. And all of them come run. All of the guys come running. But guess what? Guess what else comes running? The dragon. More dragons. What in the world? I'm not shitting you. When I said feeding frenzy, I meant feeding frenzy because, like I said, these things can smell blood up to uh, six miles away. So this guy's getting attacked in a shack on the kind of I, w- I would imagine on a beach or stuff, some kind. Yeah. And he's getting attacked and. After a little while, the the scent goes in the air, and dragons start coming, oh and then uh, Main's crew starts coming. So Main's crew literally has to fight off dragons going any closer to him in the attack, while a couple others are fighting off the initial dragon that's biting him still at this time. Oh my goodness! Isn't that crazy? That is dragons nuts. are absolutely nuts. Wow! All right. <clears throat> uh, Finally, at, at one point, they finally managed to free uh, Maine from the attacking dragon, maneuvering their friend through through the pack of dragons outside. So they they eventually wow. carry carry him. So yeah, can you imagine carrying a guy and all these dragons are trying to come at him? Oh my goodness! And they finally got him onto the dock and put him on a boat where he was rushed to Flores Island Hospital. Uh, the injuries were too much for the small medical center to contend with. However, Maine wound up being flown to Bali for uh, emergency treatment and 55 stitches. So that's, he made that's it, what he huh? got. He made it. He made it. Even with mm-hmm. the venom, there is... I don't, I'm not 100% certain if there's an anti-venom, but it isn't quite as strong. I don't want to say it's as strong as uh, a snake's. I don't think it is as strong as a snake's. Hmm. Maybe it's localized or just the wound. It's possible. There's so there's a lot to the there's a lot to the pressure. venom that they still don't know yet. Mm. Like I've said, this is it was fairly new research with the venom, so that's gonna be coming out eventually. But uh, there are several Komodo drag victims that haven't died, even though they've gotten bit. Okay. I mean, if I I think if you have any kind of modern medication, you can at least help in preventing the venom from kicking in. I believe. Wow. So all in all, it took uh, Maine six months to recover from his uh, injuries with the dragon. Despite the encounter, Maine went back to work. Although he only stays indoors now, so he doesn't have to deal directly with the animals. 
That didn't stop at the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to be outdoors. Uh, and so this is in uh, in Maine's words. The dragon, I can't remember which one, but he's still alive. But now I think he'll be bigger. If he had been bigger back then, it would have definitely killed me. Wow. Yeah. Insane, right? That is crazy. Oof. Did you like that one? Yeah. I like that story. Dude, lump all of these and you got a horror movie. That's worthy. That could have been a scene out of the scuba diving one. Yeah. You start with the scuba divers. You go to one of them falling off a tree. <laughs> you go to one of them finding some shelter and building stilts, but he still gets it. And then, well, this last story doesn't isn't going to quite match up with the rest of those in the horror film because it okay. does not take place in Indonesia. Hmm. Our next attack is happens in 2001 to a Phil Bronstein. He is an investigative journalist formerly married to actress Sharon Stone. Wow. Do you remember her? Yeah. I don't... I think she's a little bit before... I remember she was in... Was she the basic instinct woman? Yes. The one who flashes... Yeah. Flashes it with... Yeah, okay, in her yeah. dress. Is that right? What is, yeah. is she in anything else? I'm not aware of. <sighs> I know she was in a bunch back then, but I don't... Kyle, I was I was younger at that point because it's early. She's like that? sixty now. She's like 80s. literally she's, almost sixty now, and she's still pretty hot. Oh yeah, I <laughs> yeah. Haven't looked. I, I, I had to. I did a little bit on her, and like she's pushing sixty. She's still pretty hot. Wow. All right. Anyway, so Sharon Stone had arranged a private visit to the zoo to uh, the Los Angeles Zoo's Dragon Pen as a present for her then husband, who is Phil Bronstein. Um, because, because Phil Bronstein always wanted to see a Komodo dragon up close. Fair enough. And so this, uh, this part is going to come from Sharon Stone. Okay. Mm-hmm. Phil didn't know where we were going or why we were going there. It was a complete surprise. So we came around the court and he was like, oh my God, this is so fabulous. I've always wanted to see this. And the zoo mate and the zookeeper said, would you like to go in the cage? It's very mild-mannered. Everybody goes in there. Kids pet him. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and his basic instinct says yes. <laughs> Brunstein accepted the invitation and went to the dragon's cage with the zookeeper. The lizard began kind of licking and putting its head on Bronstein's white shoes. Mm-hmm. Remember what I said about bare feet coming yeah. into play? Or feet coming into play. Uh, the keeper thought the this must have reminded the animal of the white rats that they would feed it. Hmm. So following uh, the keeper's advice, Bronstein removed his shoes and socks to avoid tempting the lizard. However, that didn't quite work because as... Because he, he never tanned his feet. <laughs> as he moved into a better position to take a photo with the animal, it lunged right at him. Bronstein Whoa. managed to pin the lizard's heads da- head down with uh, his other foot, but the animal began jerking back and forth in an attempt to maul and eat it. Children gathered Whoa. around the cage as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, I can imagine what they're seeing, looking on in horror as this man's being, almost getting his foot ripped off. Look, Mommy, a man's being eaten. Yeah, they were just kind of taking it in. Uh Bronstein managed to wrench the dragon's jaw open and throw it from his foot, then dragged himself out of the cage as the lizard came at him from behind. The top half of Bronstein's foot was gone. 
the wow. whole like your toe part and just imagine the top part of your foot wow just the gone. skin or was it the bones too yeah everything oh my goodness right Jeez. isn't that insane like, wow. Hmm? It, okay, if this is Sharon Stone from the movie, she set this up. Yeah. Well, she did set it up. Oh, I don't know if like you quite planned for this exactly murder. to happen. But no, she's not in perfect murder. But. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, top uh, top half of Bronstein's foot was gone. And uh, he as he was covered in scratches and uh, bite marks elsewhere, uh, he did survive and the incident, and he actually did not press charges. Probably Ooh, that's good. yeah, that's that's something different. Uh, <laughs> although uh, Sharon Stone did complain that the zoo alleged that the zoo after this allegedly allowed this to keep happening and still had visitors to uh, hang out with this animal, oh. which is I feel like is stupid. Yeah, unless there was just yeah something, some bad play going that, on. Just with like them. That, I don't uh, know. that top part of your foot. Ugh. Like, you couldn't run. I mean, you'd have to... That's almost... You might as well just lose the foot. You can't, yeah, you can't bring your foot up. Yeah. I'm, me and Dave are, like, literally trying it's to walk like, right now on, it's, yeah. on our, it's like if on you our just heel with one foot. To, and yeah. You just attached a flip-flop to your foot, you know? And uh, it's, it would not be fun. Let's <laughs> put it that around. way. Yeah. But, hey, we only had one death in all of those stories that I told. That's true, yeah. So Dave, I That's, hope you did you enjoy this? I oh yeah, it. this was this was my. Yeah, those things sound. I like cool. this. I like this format that I stuck with, where I, I tell you about the animals, and then I'll give a couple stories. I'd like to keep doing this uh, with previous episodes. Uh, eventually, we will run out of animals if we keep continuing to that way. So this is going to be a once in a while type of format. I think. Okay. Yeah. I might even do it next week because I I really like this format and to yeah. stick to it. But there are so many other things I plan on getting to in future episodes, Dave. Okay. Good. Uh, so I hope you learned some cool cool stuff about the dragon lizards of Komodo. I really enjoyed researching it. And as we wrap it up here, uh, by the time this episode comes out, I'm hoping that we have our social media accounts up. I'm still working on them. But hopefully by the time this episode will come out, we'll have them ready. So if we do, it'll be on the description that will attach. We'll attach any social media address on the description on Podbean. So please like or follow us if you see any of them. Also, feel free to message us on there, or you can email us at forceofnaturepod at gmail.com. You, you can send us any feedback you'd like, or if you have an animal story and you would like to send it to us and possibly share on the pod, Please message us. That would be pretty sweet. Yeah. I would I would I would like if uh, we got uh, some listeners to do that. But this is the Force of Nature podcast. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends, try to build this podcast up, be a part of it, and we will see you next week. Bye.